So Karl Benz launched his cars in Germany when they were still illegal, there were no passable roads, and there were no gas stations. Can you imagine the amount of strength for one person to jump into the unknown? But how does that relate to bread? So hi, my name is JC and welcome to the Wild Breads Podcast. So like I said, it probably took him a lot of strength or he probably had balls of steel to do that but I'm just not sure how his creations or like how his work spread throughout Germany and eventually throughout you know the whole of Europe and how it reached critical mass you know um, before mass media but maybe newspapers are mass media maybe he advertised I'm not sure so with the industrial revolution came you know radio and TV you know in the 50s and when TVs started to make their way into homes, maybe 70s, 80s, when you know, literally everyone you knew who could afford them had TVs in their homes. When that happened, getting the word out became easier and faster and cheaper. What, what companies started to do was that they just didn't you know, spread the word of their products they started making claims of their products like the best this the best that you know the number one this number one that and people i i believe that people are susceptible to most um most things that you know that they hear on tv so you know people started believing them this this podcast is about that it's about the word hype and why do i want to talk about hype so so my problem with the word hype is that you know, when mass media came, especially TV, you know, um, advertisers or companies, you know, companies or advertisers and or <laughs> now had the opportunity to shout, to shout at millions, if not tens of millions of people. And they'd be fine getting you know, them to purchase even once. Yeah, so the word hype. So where did hype come from? Because I'm very certain. Um, that society has, did not evolve this way. For a long time, you know, we as a society, or as, as a culture in the Philippines, we probably, you know, our ancestors probably knew who farmed their rice. And that family probably sold, uh, like processed their grains and, and sold it to the village or the neighborhood as well. And our, our, our forefathers probably also knew they're pig farmers and you know who also is their butcher even bakers people probably knew their bakers as well they're even f they're probably friends with them the word hype isn't even in this picture because you knew who they are like you knew they were there yesterday and you know they're here today and you and you know they're gonna be there tomorrow unless of course they pass away or something the question of hype and where it comes from is from what I've read, it it has come from the circus, circus, so or carnivals, so and for me the picture of carnivals or circuses is um, they're traveling, so they usually um, go from city to city, town uh, or maybe even village to village before when there were any like big cities, so so what they did was that to get the word out, they would send you know their hype men or hype women in advance like maybe you know a week in advance and you know just shout or you know just go around the village um, 
going go around the village and you know hyping this circus act that's gonna be there in in the next you know two days or something what's super interesting to me is that these these hype men would always like say that you may never have the chance to see them again and that's probably right so you're like if if you're so if you're just a normal person you know in that town or village it'd be like oh yeah like i wonder what a lion looks like or you know what what a tiger who jumps you know in in rings of flame rings i'm not sure what they're called but they're rings with you know flames around them this 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 hype man would probably also arouse your curiosity by telling you that you know the circus can make a ch tiger jump or you know make a lion sit make elephants dance or whatever so you as a person you'd be like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna go see it because i may never see it again because i'm not sure when they'll be back and all that stuff and and the problem that i see with this is that you know the goal of of hyping things up is you know or of circuses or of you know these traveling salespeople is they want your business that you know when they're in town they want to take your money not to create this environment where where you're gonna, going to come back again and again you know to buy something or to to avail of a service or you know build a relationship with you know someone so with that so with that in mind i mean i i just think that these days everyone's in a hurry everyone's in a hurry to to be to be the biggest right away to be the best right away to to be you know, to reach, you know, to have a mass following right away, and I don't think it's their fault. We we grew up in a in a society or in a in in a culture where bigger is better. You know, the more following that you have, the more successful you are. I don't really blame who choose to do business this way. We live in a culture where we're we're taught that if you've got a huge amount of following then you're a success you know if you've got a huge amount of money you're a success so so again like it's a race to being the biggest to to being the to being the best to be the number one you know it, it, it's funny because like when when i was young um i was younger there was this tv channel because there were like three main channels um tv channels in the philippines and One's ABS-CBN, and then number two is GMA. Those two would always say that they're the, they're the number one TV station in the Philippines. That's that's cool, but you know they, they were hyping them themselves up. But then this, you know, RPM, RP RPM, what was it? Yeah, was it RPM? RPN? Yeah, RPN. So I couldn't forget this because they, I think they advertised themselves as the number three station, which back then it was like whoa like they're not number one they're number three so you like i grew up you know just just believing they're number three and i'm fine with it and you know i still watch i mean you know even you know as a young kid like i would still go on that channel you know so it, it's it's funny but now that you know i'm i'm a baker and i'm selling my breads and all that some part of me wishes that wild breads was bigger and then you know we had more customers but then when we started two years ago Nicole and I, we we believe that you know the the way to to go about you know selling bread was not to hype ourselves up, you know, because I can say that I have the best sourdough bread, but then there's probably two and three people who would not agree with me, so that would make me look like a fool. So 
So what we did from the onset was not hype ourselves up. And instead, we... I think I, I mentioned this in the previous podcasts um, that we knew that we knew the people who you know we were gonna serve and interact with and and you know um, put our energy and effort into and I think they were the the expat community the the well traveled um, Filipinos and three the the people the you know the the people who you know, have some sort of idea about what sourdough bread is like through the internet so and it's interesting too because um i read an article by kevin kelly it's it says one t- one thousand true fans right and with a thousand true fans the goal isn't actually to hype you know a product or a service or a business the goal is to nurture you know that one person because that one person may prob- may tell two others and those two will probably tell two others too and then you know it just goes from this one to this there's there's so many examples of of companies who didn't or you know of products who did not hype themselves up and and one of them is wikipedia i've never seen for the whole time i was on the internet since the year 2000 i guess um, <laughs> i've never seen one single form of advertising from Wikipedia and yet you know everybody sort of knows them and even Harry Potter I'm not I don't think I've seen um, advertising of that in the in the early 2000s Um, I'm I just I just received a book from my mother you know who sent it to me after she's read all of them I'm not sure how she's heard of it but for me that's that's one of um, one example of you know of something that's not hyped and even 50 shades of gray that's 50 shades of gray i i knew it was big because i've been hearing about it from my friends and i haven't seen you know advertising but maybe they, they did some sort of advertising but i couldn't forget this um this sign where i walked into a, a bookstore right and then there's this i don't know probably a teenager or maybe a college student who was who couldn't stop himself from being too excited that you know when you enter the the store you see this bookshelf full of you know the Fifty Shades of Grey book, books. So <laughs> that's interesting. So so like I said, um, th- there's another way. There's another way than just to hype yourself or your products. You know, um, and for us, that's like I said earlier. It's, you know, that one. Or maybe, you know, that first two, first three, first five people. You know, and then they'll they'll tell others, you know, if they if they like it. But you know, the thing the thing as well with that is that when you know who you wanna serve and you know that you you know that you know you're not in a hurry to, to be the biggest, to be the best, to be the luck, to be you'll just focus your energy into you know, your craft. Like the thing also about the first one to five people that you're gonna pour energy into is that if they like it they'll actually come back and that's more than enough like feedback that you that you'll need you know but and also if they don't come back you just know that you probably need to make improvements you know to your craft or to your art you know and um, because c- the thing is like you know two people who like your product will 
I'm pretty sure will tell two of their friends. And if the two of your friend of, of their friends each, that's four, right? And those four, they probably have two friends. That's gonna turn into what? Like that's thirty-two. So so look, it's again, it's this podcast is about like hyping things versus not hyping things. And my stance is that you don't need to hype you know your products you know you don't i mean sometimes you do need pretty pictures and all that stuff like you know these dramatic and like super produced pictures and all that stuff for your products or whatever but ultimately at the end of the day for me and what worked for us is that talking to people is important responding to them you know in whatever context or emotional context they're in that that makes that make that, that that leaves an impact more than you know a pretty picture on Instagram. So, and it's it's also funny because like I was thinking about what I'd like to talk to to talk about today. And earlier I was I, I, the YouTube recommendation is just it's crazy. It's I don't know. I mean, but anyway, <laughs> it recommended this video um, to me. You know, of a man in in. in was it Brooklyn? I'm not sure, but let me let me check my YouTube. Um, is it Brooklyn? Uh, um, Philadelphia. You know, a food truck. And what's crazy about this food truck is that <laughs> this guy he has this like steel food truck, right? Just plain gr- steel food truck with no name, with no signs, and with no menus. And then I was looking, you know, at the comments and two comments actually stuck to me. And one of them is that there's this guy who said, like, I've been coming to him for 10 years, 10 years. Like, imagine that. Imagine a, a food truck with no name, with no signs, with no menus. Yet there's this guy who comes every day and buys his food for 10 years. And there was this... There was another guy who said that. Um, wait, you know what? Let me just. Let me just. Um, Cause I'm gonna start anyways. Number two is that he, when he gets there, there's actually a long line of people waiting for his food. But so so it gets you to think like this guy doesn't have hype surrounding him. But what is making him successful? Or, you know, because like the long line, like every day will probably make you think or it, it made me think that, you know, this guy's probably making a killing, you know, on making his food, on selling his food. And my, my, my thinking or the way I see it is that this guy attracts hipsters. <laughs> you know, that word has, um, has probably lost its meaning over time. But, um, and it, it's funny because like that word, um, the word hipster is, um, is is used to define someone who's not normal or like someone at the edges at the fringes so anyway um hipsters and this is such a good way to do to do business because you're not trying to appeal to the mass or you know to the masses which you know every other person i've talked to before starting wildbreds would always you know ask me like How's your pricing? Like, is it in Tagalog? They would always say it as pang masa. But all the more, I actually, um, just a quick aside, um, 
every time I heard that, I said, like, I said to myself that I'm not, I'm actually gonna go the other way. I'm going to price my, my, my products, like, that's opposite of what's expected. Back then it was, it was expensive, but then now with the, with this new sourdough trend, you know, and, and you know, people selling their own work, um, the prices, I think, has gone up, and I'm still at that same price point, so, anyway, uh, so yeah, the, the, the point is, the goal is not to make things, products for, for the masses, for everyone, because like, um, I've said this before that, you know, um, well, this is just for me, right, like, everyone does not exist, let me explain, so, you can't make something that fits everyone, because no one thing can fit everyone. So the best way, you know, as a baker, for me was to go and to the edges. So, like I said in the beginning, uh, in the middle of this podcast, maybe I don't know, but um, I knew I was going to interact or reach out to expats, you know, living in this town. And then number two. You know, I interact as well with you know what these well-traveled the Filipinos who, you know, because they tell me that you know I've I've seen this in Europe. <laughs> and number three, you know, there's there's people you know that 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 ha- that has been exposed to you know sourdough bread through the internet. So, the point of all this is that you know, this is probably made for 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 craftsmen and women like or or artists. I don't know. Um, or if, you know, there's this one baker out there who's listening, you know, one micro baker, this, this podcast is more for you because like I said, um, the, the goal is not to, to hype, but the goal is to just make things and, you know, nurture a relationship with, you know, that one, that two people, you know, maybe three who are buying your bed every single time. Just a... There's a story. Uh, I just want to go back to that hype thing. Um, This hype is, you know, I I think about this a lot. Um, Just because... There's this store, um, there's this, like, uh, there's this place in Laguna that I could not forget. Um, And the reason is, you know, I walked into their store, it's super... The store was really, really good. Um, it was, you know, Insta- Instagrammable in today's standards. Um, and they've got these newspaper articles of, of them on their walls. And so, so I read one of them actually, and they were asked, you know, what they thought was the biggest contributor to their success or to to their, you know, yeah, to their success. And the owner said that you know hype hype was a big part of it and he believes that you know for you to have a successful business you need to hype it and it stuck with me i'm not sure i'm not sure why back then i'm not sure if we even had wild breads before i mean back then when i read that but for some reason it just stuck with me and it got me to think like for many years that you know do you need hype you know to be successful to have a successful product so now that you know wild breads you know is at a point where it is now <laughs> i would say that you don't need hype you just need to to talk to people 
make them feel that they're heard and you know um yeah uh just you know build build relationships that's it that's it you're not gonna get there by i mean pretty pictures are good are okay but they're not the biggest variable to success for me it's it's about building relationships with you know the few people who choose to support you day in and day out so um, I know this is more for like for micro bakers uh, or for that one micro baker who's listening to this but if you're also you know a Wildbreds customer for a while um, you know you know that we didn't always produce the best products and you know and, and consistent products we didn't do that I mean we didn't always produce consistent products but you know for you to stay with us for as long as you did thank you for that that concludes the today's podcast i i was hoping that this won't take long but it's taken long <laughs> so catch you on the next one cheers yeah.